Hello. 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 Can you hear me, Bill? <laughs> yeah, this is Pat. Hey, what's go what's going on, guys? We got Patrick, Tommy, and Raven on the air. Can everybody hear me? I can. Yeah. Can you hear me because I'm on a desktop? Yeah, I hear you, I hear you loud and clear, yeah, brother. I can switch to a phone, but I, I everybody tells me the desktop seems to be fine whenever I'm using it. Yeah, it sounds great, man. Cool. All right, so uh, so we just got done blasting some uh, Graves Next Door. Uh, we did As Heavy as Texas, and then we did the live track, Bloody Nuns, because I'm thinking about the live show coming up, uh, the Tennessee Metal Devastation Music Fest. Man, what, what do you guys what, what do you guys got to th- what do you guys think about that, man? What's going on? Well, I think that it's gotten tons of publicity. <laughs> tons of press i think we're i think it's a throwback to the 80s of satanic panic and the pmrc you know tri- parents music resource center trying to ban stuff and i think it's bringing back the good old days where you appreciate what people are trying to stop and take away absolutely yeah. man you know oh, yeah I think I think I think y'all done a real good job at um, uh, getting together with the community and working it out with them. Thank and you. It, yeah, it seems it seems that y'all have done really good at that because although there are some uh, people, and there probably are still some holdouts and all that. I, I mean, you really did come to the table with them, and they did meet you halfway on a lot of stuff. So it's worked. You have worked it out, and that's kind of admirable you know she had some credit for that (laughs) (laughs) thank you we appreciate that i don't really know you know exactly what to expect the day of the festival like i don't know you know some people say protesters i don't know if there will be i know there's a few churches that um are wanting to show up and hand out water like i don't really know what to expect but we're we're hoping for all good things and that you know it goes well I wouldn't be surprised if something like that went on. I played a show once where the, some people were going to do something like that. And what they did is they they actually agreed to st- be in a certain roped off area and they could hand out pamphlets from that area or shout at people or whatever they wanted to do. So while we were on stage doing our thing, not very far away from us, there was this group of people in a rope telling us how ter- how bad we were and how terrible we were. <laughs> 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 kind of awesome. <laughs> well, uh, my cousin is actually the pastor of one of the local Pentecostal churches. And, of course, he, he calls me up and he's like, we want to show up and we want to sell fried pies. I said, fried pies, huh? He said, yes. I said, so you're not going to be like, you know, proselytizing and like, you know, trying to spread the good word. He said, no, we're there to sell pies and love. And I'm like, well, you know, okay, whatever. Pies and love. I do like fried pies. Right? I like pies. You had me a pie. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, I thought of Bobby Hill going, I like pies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I, I'll start doing King of the Hill because <laughs> I, I love that show. You know, this is funny because, Patrick, for once, I'm not the only Southerner in the conversation. 
is the one who's not got a southern accent. Are you making fun of my accent? <laughs> I'll have it. I'm in Atlanta. I grew up, I'm a Georgia boy. <laughs> it kind of works out. It, it does. Yes. Zach always, he always laughs at me because he says everything I say, like, love, sounds like it's three U's. Or if I say fuck, right, it's not just fuck, it's fuck. You know, it's all very charming. Just sitting on a front porch, just sipping mint juleps all day long. <laughs> yeah. Accents dripping with peaches and honey. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, that's right. Zach's actually from Phoenix, isn't he? Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't say, well, I, I'm not, I, I wasn't born there, but I did live there for a long time. So, oh, but, okay. Yeah. I've but, read something about that. But really, at this point, I've lived here in Tennessee for so long that I, I you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's. Uh, you sound Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been here a long time. <laughs> right. That's because he's been living in the house with me. You know, uh, I go by Raven, but my real name is Marietta. And, uh, Whenever I was in high school, I had this literature teacher. She was like Southern Belle as, as, as fuck, right? And um, she told me one day, she says, you say your name wrong, darling. I said, what do you mean? She says, it's not Marietta. It's Melretta. <laughs> you know, I actually live in Smyrna, and the town next to me is Marietta. Yeah. And, and that's how we said Mayor, Mayretta. Mayretta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it's said by a lot of people yeah. but here we are so you got to listen to some graves next door or what did you listen to bloody nuns and what else oh yeah heaviest texas hell yeah yeah man. hell yeah yep. that song really got a lot of attention people really like that song we put it out and they just glommed on to it right away it's just i guess it's i think it's just because it's sort of a ongoing hypnotic riff it's one of those songs it, it is, man. And w when I first heard that song, when I first seen it, well, the name, you know, I was like, oh, hell yeah, man, these guys are from Texas. And I was listening to it jamming <laughs> it. And then, you know, I, I read into the fucking thing and whatnot and found out, no, they're from Michigan, man. So <laughs> I, I got to ask, man, like, what was, what was the story behind that? Well, we, we were touring um, during the time, the first week of COVID, first two weeks of COVID, and we went down to Texas, and Texas is one of my favorite places. And we went down there, and we ended up getting kind of stuck on the road, and I got sick with the COVID. And we stayed at this really cool dude's house, Jason Hubbard, and the rest of the band stayed up partying all night, and I felt like I was dying in the other room, and there was this torrential rainstorm coming, and I couldn't breathe, I couldn't sleep, and the rain felt like it was just going to come straight through the roof. And it was just like, it was so, it was Heavy. really, it was a couple bad nights. And the day I just got up by myself and I drove around in the van because everybody else was bombed out from partying the night before. And I just drove around uh, the area just figuring like, man, what are we going to do? You know, and I saw all these slaughterhouses and, it was rural Texas. I'd never been in rural Texas. I'd only been in like Houston and Dallas and the big mm. cities and stuff like that. So it was a part of Texas I never really saw before. And uh, I thought it was really cool. I drove out to Waco. I wanted to see like where David Koresh was, but I guess they that whole thing is gone. 
And um, no, we we play, next time we play there, we were gonna go to that for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, 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 there with a marker and everything. Um, they just had. I just saw it on a YouTube. I, I'll turn you on to it later. Yeah. So to to me, it was just a really weird time because it was a time of uncertainty and a time like I didn't know if I was going to die or not because everything was new. You didn't know what was going to happen. And I was just like, when we came home, I got better in a few weeks and my brother comes out with some riff and then the words just came. The, the words just came. I wrote the, I wrote the lyrics in like 10 minutes as I was sitting behind the kit, just like Tommy says, just droning out to that hypnotic thing. And I'm like, man, this this song's heavy, man. It's just as heavy as Texas. And my brother's like, that's the name of the song. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So that's what this that's what the song really meant. And we love Texas. Texas is one of our favorite places to play. Yes. And, um, so that's that's why it was special to us. Well, it's a great song. We love it. That's probably my favorite one by y'all. But I love all of them. But I love that one. It's just that groove. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we were up. I don't know if you were standing there, Patrick, but I think we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, our guys, uh, you, I don't, can't remember if you were standing there, but we were coming up with extra lyrics for it. Really? Yeah, because it really lends itself. You just want to say, you can, it's so easy to just say more about it. So we started doing words of all kinds for it. Uh, that's other stuff. When that's another conversation, but yeah, it was maybe, awesome. Yeah, maybe we need to do like heaviest Texas too. You know, like the, oh yeah, like, there's a lot I'm of things. A, it's heavy as yeah, <laughs> alternate al alternate versions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in the old days, when I was in uh, in the dim and distant past in Hallow's Eve, we used to, in practice, we used to crack each other up by uh, suddenly saying alternative <laughs> lyrics, trying to crack each other up. So, uh, Speak Free became dumbass and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> so, oh, <yeah. laughs> so, we... we, we um, so so we're waiting on a vinyl for uh, Grave Next Door had to come out with um, we came we came out with the single as heavy as Texas and then we came out with the video as heavy as, as heavy as Texas a couple of weeks later yeah and then uh, and then about four weeks later five weeks later the CD came out and that's the global release officially then digital CD and everything unfortunately because of the rise of the demand of vinyl. <laughs> the, the queues got longer and longer at all the companies, not just the one I go to, but for all companies. And um, so seven months became eight months, nine months, ten months, and now we're literally having to wait about a year for the vinyl to happen after I turn it in order. Man, that's from records. So it looks like from, from what happened, what was the date? I got to look that up. What was the date of Grave Next Door releasing, Patrick? Do you remember the date? It was March 18th. Oh, so you got a ways to go. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> oh, okay. That was pretty slick. Okay. I remember what I did. Yeah. So all the bands that I'm waiting on right now, I'm waiting on like four vinyls to come in from four bands. 
Yeah, because because what happens, you turn the order, it takes a while. We do the CD, but we have the promo period with all the videos and singles and all that. By the time the CD comes out, yeah, right, the order makes it where the vinyl ends up coming in about six months after your actual global release. And it's just a different format. And you basically have a re-release of a redoing of um, – it's just part of your whole journey. True. So that should happen probably in um, – I'm, I'm actually any minute should hear from those guys. It's supposed to be in queue for September. But here we I'm re- are. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be great to, to hit – going to be um, awesome to hit the road and actually have that on the merch table, you know, if they'll get it here, <laughs> there's still about six weeks of shipping, man. That, that is just crazy. Can you, can you believe how big vinyl has, has become? And, uh, how it was, over, it, um, it went up in popularity, uh, something like 627% increase. Yeah. When you, yeah, and, and now you got all these mainstream uh, record labels and stuff that are that are re-releasing all the the popular stuff, you know, and you got WalMarts and everything everywhere that are stocking it all over the place. So, I guess uh, that's that's part of the reason why there's such a long wait, right? Oh yeah. So we did a re- so we remastered a couple of the Hallows Eve albums last year. They were actually done, and I wasn't really talking about them. They're actually done. I think in February of last. Anyway, it took ten months even for Metal Blade to have the vinyl come out. They went before it all came out together, so we just didn't talk about it all year. But I already I had known about it for months. But I think there's a, I think there's a push for quality, and people are starting to really appreciate the quality and the art and the substantial when you hold something in your hand like a vinyl in a record and it's bigger the artwork is bigger the vinyl is heavier and now you have all the color variants i think people are appreciating that more than uh just something that's a digital format on a cd or something they can download people want to own a part of something and it it puts them closer to the artist yeah, and that's why I think vinyl's vinyl has come back. They want to not only reach into the past, but they're they want to make it the future. Well, there's a lot of different packages you can do with vinyl, and there's a lot of fun things you can put in the vinyl. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was just about to I was just about to say that like I've noticed you know with a lot of records now that you, that you buy because of the size of the packaging, they can stuff all kinds of stuff in there. You know, like stickers, exactly. and patches, and uh, you know, um, like, like uh, Tom, Tom, I would encourage all the bands to you put posters in with them. Yeah, yeah. You sent me a fucking slip mat with uh, with your records. You know, like, oh, yeah. I, I came mean, with a seven inch single, a slip mat, and a uh, <laughs> and a poster. Hell yeah, <laughs> a sticker. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, you know, like you, you can't, you couldn't get that stuff with a CD or or even a cassette. You no. know, like. It's just, uh, it's definitely cool. It's cool that it's come back. I'm glad about it. I mean, actually, it never really went away. Like, it's always been there to a certain degree, but, you know, it's just now it's like, it's it's a high demand type of thing. It's cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a fad or anything. But I think the other formats will be around. People say, well, CDs are going away. I go, no, there's always going to be people. There's people who seriously collect CDs. Um, I'm, I'm not really one of them, but I make them for people if they want them, for the bands. And um, I think people are always going to want CDs, just like people always want cassettes. And I have known a couple of bands to even make 8-tracks. 
Yeah. Savage Master re, uh, last year made a, an eight track. Yeah, I I can't yeah. remember the name of it, but uh, there was a band that I just saw recently that that put out an eight track and they put put it on Bandcamp and it sold out in like a day or something. It was insane. I was like, fuck. Yeah. It's like you know. You I don't know oh. if it's that he's going to play it on anything, but it's cool to have. Put it in your oh of the band that you're a fan of, you know, and you say, oh, I have the A track, I have the hockey puck, I have the, you know, <laughs> I have everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. This is so random, but I was hearing something like super loud, and I was like, the hell is that? And I just came to the front door, and there is a drunk man on a riding lawnmower mowing his grass in the dark. <laughs> heavy as Texas right there, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. Heavy as Tennessee. He has a little flashlight on the front of it. <laughs> Can we get some video footage of that sent in? Oh, I need to try to. They've got candles lit. All over the driveway in the porch, and he is just riding around mowing with a flashlight. Where at? Across across the road? Yeah, you know, the trap house. Oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? It wasn't that oh. hot today. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. You know, we just we live in a very interesting neighborhood. We, I'm, over, I'm trying to make videos over here. Let's go. Where <laughs> <laughs> do you see? Film it. Send me an MP4 of anything you see, even if it's 10 seconds. We'll probably use it. <laughs> like crap. I, wonder if I, can, I wonder if I can do that while I'm on the phone. I'm not very technologically, like, you know, let's see. I, I don't know. We're really excited for the festival. I can't wait for this. Yeah, man, I I think it's going to be awesome. You know, you, you were you were mentioning earlier the PMRC, and that makes me laugh because I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and and uh, <laughs> all the different places that I've been sending this news and and stories and stuff about it, trying to get it, you know, trying to get more uh, news coverage and stuff. I was on Twitter the other day. And I was posting some stuff, and I thought, you know, why don't I just tweet this to D. Snyder and see if he has anything to say about it? And uh, he he liked he liked the tweet like several times, but he didn't say anything about it. So I don't know. But I I did go ahead and invite him down to the uh, show and told him, you know, we need all the help we can get, man. So <laughs> you never know, man. That would be cool. You never know. But yeah, it it totally reminds me of. And that's what a lot of people have been saying, you know, it's like it's it's funny because so many people from around the world and in different parts of the country that don't live around stuff like this, you know, that don't experience this. They're just blown away that that this even still exists in this day and in age. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely I'm just a little surprised. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. A lot of people are going to come out of curiosity and they're going to have a great time and they're probably going to get into the bands and they're going to be like, you know, this is really cool. And they're going to tell their friends. I can already tell that's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a great time for everybody. Everybody's going to get along. It's going to be great. There's going to be lots of love. Hopefully they bring the pies. I hope they have blueberries. <laughs> the fried pies. <laughs> there seems to be some pretty cool vendors coming. 
Patrick, do you have yeah. anything special you're bringing for the merch table that particular day? Anything special? Any, you got any new stuff you're that's unusual you're bringing for these upcoming shows? You always um, the most interesting shirts and things that you've, you know, every time, every other third day I see you, you go, hey, we did this new thing, and you know, <laughs> you know, I I have a new I have some new hats that I'm bringing. Ah, um, I, I have some new like winter hats. You know, not just the beanie, but the other kind where it's got like that fold fold over thing like their, their traditional winter hat and then um yeah you know what i was thinking of uh some skate decks because oh. after after that show we, we're heading we have those two shows in jacksonville that we're playing with you guys and one is that really famous skate park kona at kona yeah and my brother's a skater and that's you know you asked a question on twitter today besides like regular stuff on a merch table what's your favorite item and if a band has a skate deck i'm buying it not that i i'm well beyond my skating years but to me that's art that goes on the wall that is cool yeah that would be cool that's oh, an yeah. interesting item yeah i got all kind of stuff people were suggesting black light posters beanies keychains with bottle openers water bottles and a couple of other things that were interesting. That's that's on the yeah, skateboard. That's cool. We're bringing uh, for Tommy Stewart's Direwolf. <clears throat> I'm trying something I have never shared any. I'm, I just I just like to do art for fun. I'm not good. <laughs> I, just, I just enjoy doing it. And I've never really shared it with people or shown it or even put it online or anything. Uh, except for the one album cover I did. Um, so this time I decided, um, I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to see how it is. So I started taking, um, uh, my records and gessoing them up and painting things from the songs and the records onto the record. So I'm bringing framed original paintings that are signed by me well, and come with an album. Well, that's cool. And I figured, you know, there, I couldn't think of anything that would be more in touch with your audience than to actually have something that you made by your that you made yourself. And there's only one of them. And somebody who really liked the band might take it home. They might like it. And they'd be the only one that has that exactly. You know, that's yeah. that's I thought that was really getting in touch with the audience. So I was trying to think of some more things like that. Man, you know, and speaking of getting in touch with the audience, that's that's another thing that's really got me excited about this whole thing is like, and I, and I keep trying to tell people because I don't think a lot of people actually understand, like, all the bands are going to be out there at their own merch tables, mm -hmm. you know, selling their stuff, shaking hands, you know, taking pictures with people, meeting and greeting, like, like it's like literally like every ticket is VIP pretty much. And that is yeah, so cool. Right. That is so cool. Yeah, every ticket's VIP. That sounds, that's exactly a good way to put it, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we all want to, we're all together in this. <laughs> is it going to be warm enough to swim in the lake? I, I don't know. You know, you never know, man. I mean, this is Tennessee. We don't know. Like, it could be 80 degrees that day, <laughs> or it could be 60. I don't know, but. 
it's probably still warmer than Lake Michigan, man. It's cool. <laughs> probably. <laughs> to you, to you, it'll probably be warm. You'll probably be like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably warm here right now to you. I think it's, I mean, right here at night even. Because you oh, got, yeah. you know, when I went up to play with you guys, it was just snow. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was freezing. Oh, yeah, I'm looking right now. It's 75 right now where I am at night. <laughs> 76 here. Huh? Yep, 76 here. And when I was looking at the um, extended forecast, you know, because starting to, like, do that every day now, kind of yeah, upset me. With that. I'm, I'm hoping it's a really good day. Yeah, well, so far it looks like it's going to be sunny. I mean, of course, we're a little bit out. But um, it says sunny, high of 75, low of 51 as of now. That's historic average. Ooh, perfect conditions for a portal. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do some portals and nice ritual weather and all that stuff. Hoodie, It's good hoodie weather, too, man. Oh. It kind of is. Oh, man, I didn't think of that. So now I'm going to have to get out my old 15-year-old hoodie I bought for $5 somewhere that I've brought on every tour with me it's not even it doesn't even look cool it's just a plain black hoodie but now it's become like a thing because it's always the same one i've had all these years <laughs> my my go-to hoodie is the tommy stewart's direwolf hoodie uh, that i got oh, yeah, yeah that's, my, that's my favorite the quality is amazing it's like oh man nice i'm uh it, it is an ice one. i made some decent ones and then they went so slow, though, and I just went, oh, you know, we, like, a, again, I live in the South. We don't really sell a lot of hoodies and beanies and winter hats. And you're talking about winter hats. I'm like, I don't even know what you can describe it all day. I wouldn't even know what it looks like. <laughs> don't, we don't even wear clothes if we can get away with it. We're I, don't just, even, uh, <laughs> I don't even own a heavy winter coat. Like, I get by with hoodies and cardigans all the way through winter. Yeah, I know exactly. Unless uh, the only reason I have maybe a, a, a one, I have one a kind of a duster leather thing. The only reason I have it is because if I'm touring and end up going about halfway up north during the um, winter months, then I could wear such a thing. But here, no, nah, not really. No, unless it's just to look cool. I mean, I have a couple leather jackets for that. You know, if I want to look edgy or. <laughs> Yeah. Don't really need it. If you want to go to the next Judas Priest in July and wear your leather jacket, you can yeah. look cool, but you won't look cool, really. <laughs> you'll look no, cool, you'll be dripping. You will be dripping. And, <laughs> and believe me, they've got fans on stage. They're not as hot as you think they are. <laughs> right. right. They've got fans up there. And they even have little air conditioners and stuff blowing across the stage. And their clothes that look leather may not be as leather as you think. So very true. So uh, they've probably thought of all these things when they're doing the bigger shows like that. And they've got it all worked out where they're not going to. We're probably way hotter in the audience than they are. They probably look at us like a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> no, exactly. They're like, what's wrong with these people? It's like 100 degrees and they're out there passing out and shit. Take the jacket off, man. So, so all the concerts down here in the summer, like, so you'll see everybody's wearing like, You'll see flip-flops and shorts and a leather jacket. And it's just all weird because somebody's like winter from waist up. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, that is weird. <laughs> is, is Texas Roadhouse still going to be there with the food? Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh my God, that's one of my favorite places. <laughs> well, you know, I can't guarantee what all they're going to have there. What they basically told me is they're going to be grilling. So I don't know if they're going to have their full menu. I'm hoping they at least have some of those rolls for those of you that can eat them. Oh my God, um, the rolls are amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm diabetic. I can't eat them. Don't be mean. Are they yeast rolls? All I know is that I can't eat them, and you're being cruel. Stop talking about rolls, man. I'm just well, kidding. I'm not really supposed to eat them either, but they're rolls. The rolls I, of the gods. I can't <laughs> eat them either. <laughs> they're, they're evil devil portal opening rolls. They're portal opening. Yeah. You know, how many times... How many times have you gone to like a Texas roadhouse and you're hungry, you show up and by the time you got, you, you get your entree, you can't even eat oh, it. Oh, you're done. You you're like done. <laughs> the salad, right. the salad, then the rolls, you're done, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Chili's with those damn endless chips. Sit there oh. and drink beer and eat chips. Yeah. The, you know, this is the, as far, the, the way I look at it is like not, now you've got pies, you have Texas Roadhouse, there's going to be all these amazing vendors. To me, it's going to be like a literal party of going right. there. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm already stoked for the atmosphere where I know it's going to be, where it's, it's going to be great. You've got this beautiful area. You've got that lake. I mean, what, what oh, more yeah. can you ask for? Exactly. Yeah. I think it's going to be, you know, in my mind, picturing it, you know, when people say festival, on one hand, you can think like wall to wall people and Lollapalooza and Bonnaroo and all that. But I'm thinking completely chilled out, spread out on the grass, smashing some barbecue, listening to music, wind coming off the lake and just a bunch of friends, you know, like it sounds awesome. What can people bring you in? Can they bring you in blankets? Yeah. Yes. They can bring blankets, chairs, their own cooler so that, you know, you hear a lot about overpriced water and stuff like that. Well, people can bring their own water to this. Stay hydrated. If you don't want to spend money on food, you don't have to. The, the only thing that's not allowed for just normal people would be tents. Now, vendors can have them. But, you know, just to not obstruct the view, people can't bring tents. But they can bring anything else that they want, pretty much. Very cool. Yeah. What are, what are some of the vendors that are coming? You know, I'm I'm taking a shot every time we say vendors. Makers <laughs> look like. Vendors, vendors. Well, we have um, one of my favorite people is a guy named Dustin who owns Smith Oddities. And I don't know if you guys have paid attention to, like, any of the pictures I post of my oddity collection. But, like, my dead things and uh, weird little sculptures out of bones and, you know, hearts from different critters. But that guy's going to be there. And he has really awesome stuff for people who are into that. And then uh, – my friend Sahara, she's an amazing artist. She's going to be there with Succubusy Art. Um, my vegan I, baker friend, oh my God, best baked goods ever. Mm. Um, so lots of food, lots of artsy things. You know, you guys uh, probably know I'm, I'm pagan. And whenever all of this 
satanic panic stuff blew up is sort of like a lot of people within the magical community started wanting to come be a part of this thing too so we have a lot of that going on a lot of new age um sort of occult style stuff crystals you know tarot cards things like that so i don't know i feel like it's gonna have kind of a a metalhead hippie vibe you feel me yeah yeah Sort of like a a renaissance fair of metal. Yeah, I was was, was just going to say like like, like a fair, you know, like. uh, Yeah. That's what I picture. Are there any dwarves? Dwarves? (laughs) (laughs) I always think whenever. Don't even. When when you said renaissance metal fair, I thought (laughs) of the old uh, men at work. No, no. What was it? The safety dance video. Remember? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and and costumes also are totally uh yeah. acceptable like we're we're encouraging people to come out dressed up you know too because i mean it's you know halloween's right around the corner too, oh so. that's awesome oh yeah. okay we're gonna yeah okay i'm i see that as one of my kilt days yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even hell yeah face that's gonna be there i'm i think this is gonna be a kilt day for us yeah that's I right love it. for me that's right. What? Uh, there's there's somebody going to be there uh, painting painting faces too, right? Yep. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. Painting like what? Like, a, like all kind of stuff on faces, or? Well, she whenever she approached me, she said gothic face painting. So, oh. you know, I guess like Halloween themed, like kids or anybody, like any style. That's cool. That's very cool. Gothic painting, face painting. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, hold oh, on. Maybe Grave Next Door is going to play with our fa- our faces painted. <laughs> Sebastian. Sebastian has a request from the face painter. Who did you want her to paint you like? Oh, what? Oh, I was trying to get myself dressed up as Iron. As Eddie. He wants to be Eddie from Iron Maiden. Yay. Cool. Good. Hell yeah. I wonder if the face painter can do that. <laughs> yes, make him into Eddie. That would be really cool. Mostly, though, I think, like, some of the pictures that she showed, you know, like, dark fairy stuff, like spider webs. You know, I'm sure she could probably do some pretty killer corpse paint. Oh, Yeah. I, would like, I like I like the dark fairy stuff. I love the I love the old um, who's the who's the artist? There's so many of them anyway. They do like Wicked Alice in Wonderland and stuff like that. Yes, I love those things. Pretty excited about it. There's also this other girl that contacted me today. She's a um, a tattoo artist, but she's also an amazing just you know artist in general. And I think she's going to be coming out there and trying to bring um, some prints. And then, of course, you saw that Amish Mike's Deadly Threads. He's going to come out of Nashville, and he's going to be sewing patches on vests and doing all kind of stuff while he's there. A sewing guy. That's good. Very cool. Is, is there going to be tattooing there? We are not doing that because there's, like, this whole uh, health code thing that goes into oh. that. Of, yep. And then the insurance company, they already don't want to insure us because it's heavy metal. So... They've told us we cannot have fire or anything like that that's extra. Right. Right. We, we were going to have fire dancers, and they're like, no. No fire and heavy metal. That's just too much. 
Did you tell them our music is fire? <laughs> Hellfire and portals. We, we did a show in Chicago where the the act before us was a fire dancer. It was awesome. I love it. I really, really wanted that. Yeah. As soon as they said no fire, I'm like, well, what about the barbecue, man? Like, you know, like <laughs> they got to fucking have fire to burn the fucking uh, hot dogs and and uh, burgers and shit, whatever the hell, whatever else yeah. they're cooking. But yeah, that that that's that's okay. But like, I guess just people walking around with uh, torches and stuff like that is not it's not cool. But you know, dancing with fans of them. Yeah. You know, I just I just watched the Woodstock '99 yes. documentary. Oh yeah. No one's probably allowed to even have a candle <laughs> anymore after that. Yeah, that Never was again. pretty hardcore. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that shit was insane, man. Like, what the fuck were they thinking, dude? Like, all those people with with just like a few porter johns and no fucking water. Like, Jesus, man. No, I mean, happened. I was like, I remember thinking, I'm glad I'm not there because it's not that I don't like outdoor shows. I do. I've I've loved a few that I've been to, but yeah, that one just looked nuts. I wouldn't have wanted to be at the original Woodstock either. It just looked horrible. Yeah. I would have loved to have been at the original Woodstock. We people in no bathroom. <laughs> oh. I had I had tickets to that, to Woodstock 99. Did but you? I ended, yeah, I ended up having to give them away because I had to work. I'm glad it, after I saw that, I was glad I didn't go. Yeah, yeah I like a little more organization. I've had a good time at um, the OzFests I've been to. I've been to a couple of Lollapaloozas. But those things all were organized pretty well. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, really good time at those. Yeah, OzFest was awesome, man. Like, they had they had the little water sprinkler things. and. Oh, yeah, that was awesome, yeah. They were just, you know, it was very friendly and very... Uh, I don't know. Like it was, it was. De- they definitely cared. It, it seemed like they cared about the people and they wanted to take care of the fans. Yeah, I had a good time at the Ozfest that I went to. I think I went to three of them. Yeah, in Atlanta, I came down to Atlanta too for a couple of them. As a matter of fact, oh, did you? You were probably there. Then. We were probably at the same one too. Like I can't remember exactly which year it was. Uh, uh, I don't remember the years and everything. I remember God, there was the so many. Uh, <laughs> oh, had the, the main stage had um i believe it was uh mastodon slayer rob zombie yep something like that and and uh, I was, oh well i know i was at okay the 1999 one what was so great that was black sabbath yes it, every the four dudes it is black sabbath and they opened with the song Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And it was just the first chord. And there wasn't anything fancy about the show. It was just a dead straight on, this is metal. We don't need a lot of crap going on. We don't need dancers. We don't need nothing. Just turn on the white lights and leave us alone. We're going to play. And they hit that first chord. And I remember being, I was, I was, uh, kind of in the middle of the underneath the uh, amphitheater where the, the covered seats are, the first like 7,000 seats out of 18,000. And they hit that first chord and I had never, I've been to a lot of concerts that I'd never actually heard the metal roof shake before. <laughs> and that first chord, I heard stuff shaking above me all around. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> are we going to survive this? 
but that I remember that was literally one of the best shows I've ever seen. And nothing, like I said, wasn't any big choreographed thing going on. Wasn't anything about it. it was just them playing those songs. It was just awesome. Gotcha. It was perfect. And not that I don't like big shows. I love big shows. But but uh, there was something about that one that was just perfectly magical. I remember it was 1999. Yep, yep. That sounds awesome. Hell yeah! Well, oh, what do you what what do you guys uh, what do you guys think, or, or what do you want to say to tell people of what to expect on October eighth, man? What, what are you guys going to bring to the stage? Well, okay, for Tommy Stewart's Direwolf, we're playing it like, from what I understand, about three thirty in the afternoon, something like that. Um, we're going to be playing next to, I believe, Gravehuffer is going on right before us. And so at the end of our set, I'm really excited that we get to play some Hallow's Eve because Richie is going to join us. Well, we play it every show anyway, but it's this weird version with no guitar because we're two-piece bass and drums only. But we're going to have Richie Randall from um, Gravehuffer is going to join us on stage with guitar. So we're basically going to be Hallow's Eve for about five minutes. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Hell I'm yeah. very excited about that. I really hope somebody's recording that. Oh, they will be. We've done it before. We've played shows with them before where Richie and us have done this before. We never actually rehearsed it. He he rehearsed it on his own. We rehearsed it on our own. And we just stepped up on stage and went, you ready? You got it? You know it? He's like, I think I do. And I go, okay, well, just let's just go. <laughs> we did it about five times. So this should be a pretty good time. Although we hadn't done it in probably a year. But it's I'm looking forward to that. Because for five minutes, you know, we just get to feel like it's Halloween. And I, I'd do anything to go back out on the road and be with that band and do that band again. Unfortunately, the guys are moved on and we've all got other lives now, so that's not going to happen. But we can do it for a few minutes in my band. Tommy Stewart's Direwolf is bringing that. Yes. Black Duma Records, we're going to have, um, we're going to have be vending as Black Duma Records. My Tommy Stewart's Direwolf stuff will be part of the label, but we're going to have a label thing, so what I want people to know is we're, I'm going to bring stuff from all the bands. So you're going to have a chance to get a uh, Holy Roller and Minerva. Um, Grave Next Door will be there with their own stuff. So go see them and we'll have um, Cult of Sorrow and just all kinds of, I got all kinds of stuff over there. We'll have shirts, we'll have patches, we'll have paintings, we'll have um, all kind of little stuff. We got the, what are those little things called that dugouts? We'll have dugouts. <laughs> Black Duma dugouts. <laughs> if anybody wants one, they're there. We have all kind of like little junk. Oh, we also, you know what we started doing lately? The stuff that we've held on to for so long that it just, there's just a, like a odd sizes of shirts and they're the older ones. So we're going to have like about six or seven shirts there that are newer ones, newer ones. So we started making a bin we set on the side and we call it, it's our $5 you dig for it bin. That's where you can find like, hey, there's nothing wrong with this shirt. You know, da, 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 da. this is cool. So there's CDs and shirts and just stuff in that five dollar bin. So we've kind of got something for everybody. We got five dollar things. We got a fifteen dollar shirt. Got a twenty dollar shirt. Got a twenty five dollar shirt. That is awesome, dude. That is awesome. We're gonna have vinyl with us. We're gonna have CD. Hell and yeah, that's man. it, I guess. That's what we're doing. We're and besides eating barbecue. <laughs> so. Grave next door, what we're going to do is we're going to like 
we're going to do our best. We're, we actually have uh, some new songs, some new material that we're going to be showcasing there, along with you know songs off our album. We're the we're the second band to play after uh, Forever Broken, and so I don't know the exact times. I I think I got the schedule yesterday. I think you're like two something. Yeah, but you know. So, that- not the 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 festival opens at what eleven? So, yes. So, like I was pointing out to the um, other bands, and like, um, so when you're playing at two or three, three four o'clock, you're actually in the middle of the lineup at that point. Yeah. So we're. Let's see. I got it right here. We're going to be playing at eleven forty-five. Eleven forty-five. Yep, eleven forty-five a.m. Kicking it off. You'll be the yeah. first band at Woodstock. No, it was <laughs> the second. <laughs> second. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Forever Broken is first at eleven. So, we're playing eleven forty-five, and we're just gonna we're just gonna bring it. We're gonna bring our A game. We have, uh, I think, two new songs we're gonna be playing, and um, we're just really excited honored to be there and excited to play the Tennessee metal metal devastation festival. And, you know, we're going to have a bunch of cool merch on our table and, um, just, we're just going to like, we're just going to live in the moment man, and just be glad we're there and, and do the best we can bring our a game. Oh yeah. You got any more of those baseball jerseys? Oh yeah. Baseball jerseys. We got it all. Well, well where, you have any where more of those I'm sorry. What's that? I, I was asking if you had any more of the Plague Doctor and then Raven was speaking to. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, we do have the Plague Doctor. In fact, um, today what I did is I sat down. I, I had to do an inventory because, you know, we, we're going to be on tour for this. You know what I mean? This is, uh, this is one of our stops that we're going to be on tour. So I have to replenish a bunch of stuff. So that's... Um, that we're going to be totally stocked up on all our shirts. Well, we are super, super excited to see both of you guys. Actually, all of these bands, every band that's playing this fest, like we picked because we're fans. So, you know, we are just so stoked to see both of y'all. And we're so thankful that you guys chose to come and help us do this first year thing. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a good time going to be great it is going to be great i can't wait yeah. i'm really i'm really looking forward to it above all man i'm just i'm just excited to hang out with everybody and, and uh yeah. just get to meet everybody and uh just you know like I, I don't know man like i feel like this is going to be like one of those historic events too you know like this has never happened in this little town of lexington like they there are so many metalheads out there that have never seen anything like this and they've always dreamed of and wished for for something yep. like this to finally happen and, and we're doing it and man i'm just so i'm just so excited that you guys are going to be a part of it and uh we're yes. all going to be there and, and just watch it happen man it, it kind of feels like family doesn't it because yes I mean, we've been interacting for the last seven or eight months online about this we've gotten to know everybody you know what I mean? Gotten to know Raven, Zach, you know, e- even like when you mentioned Sebastian, I was thinking like, oh, how's this football been going? You know what I mean? Like, and, and 
and when you get to meet these people, like for us, it's kind of reunion at Black, but Black Doomba Records. It's not just a record label; it's it's a family. And trust me, when Richie Randall of Grave Huffer, excellent guitarist, excellent guy. I mean, all the Grave Huffer guys are. And but when he enters the stage with Tommy on Hollow's Eve with Tommy and Dennis. A magical thing happens, but when, and we've toured, you know, several tours with Tommy and Grave Huffer, and then what happens is, and Dennis, what happens is we're back together as a family again on the road. You've missed each other. Of course, it's business, it's work, but at the same time, you're part of the same unit, the same crew, and then when we get to meet other people like you, that we're working with. I mean, it, it's a business that's unique unto itself and you build these friendships and relationships in the community. So that's what it means to us. And yeah. that, that's why I think that people like metal is because it does have that strong sense of community. And I feel that, that that's what this is going to be. And that's what that means. Well said. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I see my friends that are on, um, in other groups or they're in Facebook, they're just in the music community. I've become, I've become pretty good friends with them. I actually see them when I go travel. And I think that's one of the best parts of the traveling, but oddly I see some of them more than I see people that I'm friends with that live in the same town. Because <laughs> I'm so, I stay, I stay in the studio in my house working on the label and working on the studio and working on, session so much that i actually don't go out very much yeah yeah i see you guys i'll I, I like grave nick like the the black Duma bands holy roller and everybody and uh grave nick storm we i see them more than i see people live like near me <laughs> man tommy that that is a good point dude and you know what like the truth is like i talk to a lot of you guys all you bands and stuff that I, that i talk with you know through my show and through all this stuff that we do more than I talk to a lot of the people that 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 I've lived around for years, you know. Like at this point, it's yeah. it's just uh, it's I'm not avoiding them. I'm just busy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's right? it, it is a very busy, 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 busy lifestyle. But it, but it's cool, man. I love it. Oh yeah, we're always. <laughs> so my wife got a little, you know, my wife got a little sign. She went to like Hobby Lobby or Michaels or something. And there was a sign that said, I am very busy. It's just a square, <laughs> you know, a little wood frame. She, she wanted me to put that just outside the studio door. She goes, well, I, I hear that every day. So <laughs> yeah. And so now that's what you see when you approach the studio door. It says, I am very busy. <laughs> that's funny we definitely need one of those for here zach and i you know his office is upstairs and mine's down and so we pass each other like 20 times a day getting coffee or all of that but it's just grumblings you know i gotta go i'm so busy i'm so busy you know or like yeah we both need one of those yeah it's 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 unbelievable i have in the morning, it's, it's, I'm at work when I'm doing this, and I'll enjoy it, but I am at work, and I am probably back here doing stuff, I'd say generally from 7 a.m. till about 4 p.m., unless I'm out on the road somewhere, this is where I am. Same for us, yep. Once we get the kids to school, yeah. 
So the so a lot of people in music they get off of work because they have their day jobs perhaps, and then that's when they want to contact me at seven or eight or nine at night and I go, oh no, I've already had clam chowder. I'm laying on the couch watching Family Guy. I'm done. Yeah. You should attest. Tommy is probably the hardest working. Huh? I can attest that Tommy is. I stayed with Tommy for a week and a half when I was. Uh, filling in for dennis on some of the um tommy stewart's direwolf tour and i had to learn the set and rehearse he is one of the hardest working okay. I, I, I tell you what to run a record label and do what tommy does like three in the morning this guy's up doing stuff until like mm -hmm. late at night he's always doing something and um, yeah, I get up in the middle of the night after, if I get to sleep at accidentally, say 10 o'clock watching TV, I wake up at one or two in the morning. And I just kind of shrug and go, well, might as well do some work. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's a workaholic, always busy. I, right. I, I can tell you, I was like, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I have a, I, I do a lot of, I have a Google sheet and on it, I have a task list, dated times, everything. And uh, there's even days that I put aside four hours to that's a filing day, you know, and that's a day when I turn everything off and I'm simply doing filing because when people are throwing all this stuff at you, here's our video, here's our dot waves, here's all this. That, sometimes I don't have time to actually do it right that second. So I'm throwing everything into the download. Yeah. <laughs> and then I come back and I have to go rename everything how I've got to send it out to other people and it just becomes a filing day. And everybody's like... What, what's it? What's going on at a record label? What's going on? I go, well, there's nobody on unicycles like doing Mad Magazine shit, running back and forth behind me, like partying or nothing. It's pretty much like walking into an office and there's some secretary going, filing, filing, I'm going nuts, you know? <laughs> it's, it's really not, it's very quiet most of the time. I do listen to music a little bit real low, but honestly, it's not usually metal. It's usually... Um, uh shield maidens or wardruna or some type of um drum like viking war music or something you play i listen to that a lot and you can tell it when you listen to the my last album doomsday deferred there's a lot of influence i listened to that stuff and really studied it kind of picked it apart and like counted beats and figured out what drums they were using and looked it up and researched it and i was like i really like what's going on here so if you go to my album you can hear you know that song um, that you were in the you appeared in the video, Patrick of uh, of uh, indiscriminate trepidation. Indiscriminate trepidation. It's so hard. <laughs> indiscriminate <laughs> trepidation, and there's five drummers in the video. Well, actually, I'm the only drummer on the audio, but in the video, there's five drummers pounding. But. Um, yeah, that that was you could you could totally tell if you listen to some something like Wardruna and then listen to what I did there, you'll go, oh yeah, 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 that's what he was listening to. Yeah, I love that Viking uh, war music. Uh, any kind of um, northern European folk, I love that stuff. Me too. There's so much. There's so many different kinds. I could just go on and on about so many artists. They're so and they're so good. And there's some that replicate it too that aren't really. They're not really from Sweden or Norway or anything like that. But um, like in Spain, there's a um, Tabar del no de Morte, Tabar de Morte, Morte. 
I'm my accent's probably terrible, but anyway, the work of death. And uh, they're from Spain. They're one of my favorites. I really like them. I have to check them out. There's a lot of people like that. This is so good. Anyway, I'm when, when, I'm working, when I'm doing paperwork, that's usually what I'm listening to. Now, when I'm up cleaning the studio and setting up some things and changing light bulbs and all that, yeah, I'm probably going to put on some things people have sent me or whatever. And Hey, can you check us out? <clears throat> I've got two or three people I'm talking to about signing right now. I've sent out a couple of contracts. I'm waiting on them to come back and ask for our meeting. Ooh, that's exciting. No, I've got a couple. Uh, I've got a couple that I'm really, uh, was one I was on the fence about, but I think, uh, you know, uh, I really like the band. I really like their music. That's what always gets me is that I love their music, but I'll look and they're like, somebody's socials aren't really all that, or they're not on there too good, or they're not, their socials are great. And they've got this great music and this great artwork, but they don't play anywhere. And I go, man, you got to play. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I had one like that that never played at all. And I was like, Ugh. but I like the album so much. I said, well, just maybe, 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 you know, and I put it out there and did all the good promo stuff and went through a promo campaign and did videos and, uh, you know, kept people on interested and kind of made a, a tunnel of introducing the band to the world and then to release then when they released, it was like people just kind of went, and eh, it's this great album. And when people hear it, they go, oh, that's really great. And I go, yeah, thanks for finally listening. <laughs> and those kind of albums, it's funny because like five or ten years later, people are going, wow, man, this was yeah, this was great. We should have gotten, you know, can they come play? And I go, oh, no, they've passed away now. <laughs> Fuck. He waited 40 years. <laughs> they can't do it now. They can't travel. They're in they're in homes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to hit the iron while it's hot, man. Yeah, cuz you know, I get that all the time about the Hallow's Eve thing and I'm like, look, the band existed when it existed. You should have come then. <laughs> Hell yeah. So there's so many good bands out there, but some of them never want to tour. Or, or, or they never want to leave their little town, and but they expect like a record label is going to come and sign them up and, and and drop off a tour bus in their yard with a briefcase full of a million dollars and send them on tour. And it's so realistic. Yeah, I kind of capsulized that, but I just called that's a case of unrealistic expectations. <laughs> and um, so that's why I look for bands that um, because on the label, like as Patrick knows. I try to sign bands that are, and I talk to them ahead of time about they need to be consistent on social media. They need to be touring. They don't have to tour so much as they do need to be playing shows outside of their state as they can. I know people have day jobs and stuff, but they what they need to do is work with the other bands on the label and network with them and try to do shows with them and swap gig swap and stuff like that. So if Patrick can, you know, come down and do a show with a band we have in Cincinnati, then the Cincinnati band can come up and do a show with him in Grand Rapids. We can all swing over to Wisconsin. We can all do Chicago. We've had a couple of shows where I managed to get uh, four and five Black Doomba bands on the same shows. And they, it wasn't a festival. I just got them on. We just worked it out. Those were awesome. It always works well. It always works well when we do that. Yeah, because you're all helping each other. And it makes so, so when you share each other's posts on the label, 
the cool thing this is stuff i i go over the with the bands and i i and i you know and most of them do it um i say when you see that um somebody's you know video is coming out every i send all the bands a message i go it would really be helpful and they'll reciprocate if you'll when they post their video if you guys would post their video too look our label mates have come out with this wonderful thing so they're not just you know how facebook only hits two to ten percent of the people that you do it on so uh, that are in your thing and i go yeah but you know what it's spread by eight bands now it's a lot bigger you know, a lot more people see it. So, it's a statistic effect. Yeah. And same thing with it. I mean, they could at least be liking it and everything. You're really, you're really, <laughs> you're on social media so much. You're such an expert at it that I have to sit down and like literally make a point of going over all grave next door stuff and go, okay, what's he got in TikTok? Let's see. There's eight that I've missed in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go, like, like, and I try to, you know, a couple of them might inspire me to comment. And then there's, um, you'll always have something on Instagram. There's always TikToks. You're a TikTok master. You're awesome. If I had a driver, if I had like a chauffeur, I would, I would own social media. It's just, <laughs> I wish, you, you know, John F. Kennedy said, I regret that I only have one life to give to my country. I regret that I don't give enough to social media. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, but you're you're good on TikTok. It took me a while to figure out. I'm not sure I really still get TikTok. I enjoy looking at it and scrolling through it and seeing all these crazy things people have done and what people do. But I agree, you you really are only looking at it for a few seconds before you're on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. If you don't grab their attention in the first few seconds, it's gone. I think it's the premier social media and I think it's I think it's crushing everything else and Facebook and Instagram are trying to keep up and figure you out get seen a lot more. My views are a lot higher on TikTok they, than they are on anything else. And I'm not even I just counted today. I only have 41 posts on there. And you said I had like 107 K views. Yep. So that in means you've been, been viewed 107,000 times that means that that means that someone has mentioned you in a video that, that they've seen you mentioned 107,000 times in 41 posts that's ridiculous yep. that's way more than the other things i i can't say i don't know that i enjoy doing them that much you seem to enjoy yours you're you're really good at it i like sharing yours too but um I don't think I really actually enjoy social media as much as just go, well, you know, I do like seeing what everybody's doing that I'm friends with, though. So I guess I like it. I enjoy I doom scroll a lot. I end up getting getting caught on things and I'll just be like, wow, that's real. I like the short stories. Oh. TikTok, like the interesting stuff like you know how um raven was talking about the oddities and oh, our stories. I, I, I could watch that for days. So when she goes on, when Raven goes on for, um, so Facebook, but see Facebook sort of like that. You can tell a story on Facebook, unlike Instagram, which is more visual and Twitter, which is just say a sentence. And then, um, you're just saying the thing, you know, up oh, broke a nail. So anyway, <laughs> but Facebook has room for you to tell a story. And it's like, if people want to read it, they can, if they don't want to, they don't have to, but you can tell a story. And so. What I did is I, I designated my Tommy Stewart's musician page as the place where I'll actually 
elaborate on my music if anybody wants to see it. And um, I'll go into paragraphs. So my own thing, I kind of keep it short. Like Doomba, I keep it kind of relatively short. I just because I just want to say something about the band. I want people to to look at something. I'm saying here, here's a video. Here, here's a thing. Hey, Pat, you know, Grave Nick Store is having a sale on T-shirts. Check it out. That's kind of about all. You know, I'm just letting people know there's a piece of news. Mm, I'm pretty long-winded. I'm a long-winded Facebook person. On your own personal, on the Raven one. Yes. Yeah, right, right. That's 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 the place to do it, to tell your stories, yeah. Yeah, long-winded as heck. But you know what I have found? I read is when people can, when people feel like they can connect with you more on like a personal level, like as a human, it, I don't know. Exactly. To me, it feels like it really increased the number of interactions and stuff that I get because people don't see me as just, you know, like a name on, on social. Yeah, you know, he's human. Well, that's what it's designed to do. I know Patrick agrees too because he, we've talked about that very thing that he comes on and he talks to people like he's talking to his friend. He's talking yeah. to Facebook like he's or Instagram or TikTok or whatever like he's talking to his friend. Yes, exactly. Like he's standing in a parking lot with three friends. He's going, "Hey, you guys, we're going to be playing over it." What was the name of the place? Skelly Skeletors or what? Yeah, Skeletons. <laughs> yeah, Skeletors or Skeletons. <laughs> I don't know. But uh we're playing at Mulligans and he's like telling his three friends about it, except it might be two hundred friends. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and the algorithm, so like when you tell your stories, even though you say you're long winded, but they're detailed and what that does is that encourages people to put um comments right in the interaction so when the algorithm sees more than five words in a comment then someone comments on your thing you get pushed to the top which means that the algorithm starts pushing your story raven more right. and more and more so and 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 that's what facebook wants facebook is looking for who's going to talk about something that's relevant it doesn't have to be relevant but if there's interaction, Facebook says, this must be good. Let's push it up. Well, right. that's, why, that's why you're seeing more views. It shows that people are actually interested in what you're saying. So you're having, you know, in their words, engagement. And that's what yeah. they want to see. That's the purpose of social media is to be social. <laughs> I know. And, you know, it's so funny because I'm very social on social media. But I'm also the person that, you know, I hardly ever leave my house unless it's to go fishing. <laughs> I'm not actually a really big people person, but on social media, I can be. Right. Oh, my so, God. Are you fishing in that lake? Do what? Can we fish in that lake? You sure can. You know, we're actually going to be there Thursday night. Well, that is extremely cool. It's, yeah. um, There's a it, reason, you know. I know that your your wife, Tommy, she had been um, interested in some of the places, you know, that we take pictures of with, like, camping and fishing and whatnot. Yeah. So, so there are some lakes pretty close to there that I could show y'all that you would probably really, really love. Like, Beach Lake is awesome, but it's more public. Right. But if, if you want to get out in the sticks and see, like, some of those really beautiful backwood lakes, there's some pretty close to where uh, Lexington is. Yeah, it could happen. 
we're coming in Thursday night. Well, we'll be there Thursday night because we'll we'll be leaving, and then uh, it'll put us getting there Thursday night. But we're using that hotel as a base camp because the next day we're in Na- Nashville. Oh, that's right. So we will probably roll into Nashville kind of early, early, just to visit some things, and then we're playing at the supper club. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I love that venue. Yeah, we might go in early and park and go see Ernest Tubbs record store and jump like that. Oh, yeah. I'll drop my BMG and ask where my paycheck is. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, yeah, because the last time I went, I actually went over there to, because um, the Sage audio that I have used for mastering before is, um, is that their address is two. Uh, music row, I think. Anyway, I went over there, and uh, as I went around, I saw that they were they were where ASCAP, BMI, BMG, and there was my my mastering play, and they were all in the same. It was just a circle, and I was like, everything's right here. I can take out the whole music industry right here. <laughs> I almost went in there I, I, just to joke around and say, all right, look, I hadn't seen my check. Y'all didn't think I was going to show up in person, did you? Here I am. Where is it? <laughs> but I, did. I just, I just pulled around there and fantasized about it. Went on. <laughs> well, yeah, they do pretty well. They do all right. I just, I've always, it was interesting to see where I actually get my little BMI stuff from. So anyway, there was um. And it's not too far. It's like six blocks from the supper club. So we, we'll probably go up there and see some things. Well, that'll be cool. So you guys have like a full weekend packed for it. Kind of, was- you know, when we leave the supper club, it's going to be probably two or three in the morning. Then we got to drive back to Lexington. Ooh, we're going to Dad- get back to Lexington at what, four or five, and then get up and be out there at 10. It's going to be kind of a shoved up schedule overnight over that night. Oh wow, yeah. We may do a lot of sleeping in Friday morning. Yeah, if I were you, that's what I would do. Yeah, we're we're going to get in town Thursday night, leisurely have a little something to eat, probably go to bed, probably going to be very boring in our hotel room and we'll probably sleep late and uh, then head over to Nashville maybe a little early so we can see a thing or two, but mainly go play and get our butts back to Lexington and back in bed because we got a huge day at the festival, at the, at the Tennessee Metal Devastation Festival. It's yeah. a mouthful. It is, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like go big or go home. That's right. It's the Tennessee <laughs> Metal Devastation Festival. <laughs> learned how to, how to spell correctly, devastation. I was doing it all messed up. Is there going to be special T-shirts for this event? Yes. Um, so we have uh, a few designs that are for sale online that are more like drop shipping. And then we did order black and white versions of the festival T-shirt that will be at the event. We're not going to have a ton of merch because we really want people to spend their money on all the other vendors. Mm. But we will have some black and white shirts there. Yes. That's cool. I know. I'm, I'm, I already know I'm going to get a couple of them. <laughs> well, don't forget, you know, online we have the, all the different color variations. So, you know, if you decide that you want one, you know, that's not just black and white, you can get one off the website. Oh. Um, 
So there's those options too. Yeah, I gotta look on there because, yeah, man, I'd like that. Is it like there's the same shirt with all the band's logos and everything, but instead of white, you could order it in green or or whatever? Well, um, so the skull logo, you know, it's all the skulls with the little like demon things in it. Um, we're going to have a black and white one of that at the show, but online you can get the one that's kind of like white faded into like swampy green. And then of course we have the one there that has like the demon above the church. Um, I did a few shirts that just have the festival logo on the front and all the bands and sponsors on the back. There's a lot to look at, you know, yeah, I got I to- there look at it. It's at the dot com. No, it's, at, um, Oh, it's uh, a so- I think I shared it. Um, but I can send you the link again. It's our uh, Metal Devastation Radio Shopify store. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was looking at all your uh, stuff here, and I was trying to figure out, for anybody who might be listening, I was saying um, what it was, where to look, because I'm excited yeah. about it. You just go to the website, go to the front page, and scroll all the way down, down to the bottom, and there's a big link to the to the shop. Uh, clicking it, Metal Devastation. Yeah. Live every Friday night. Uh, new promo of indicator going down. Oh, Sheen. I'm not <laughs> saying it's very bottom, but you're saying it's on there. Yeah, at the very bottom, there's just... like a big picture of a of a pack of a back patch, yes. and it's got. Oh yeah, yeah that. Oh, that's it. That's it. Check out our brand new merch store. There you go. Yep. See that Trypticon patch. And if that's you went. When you go to the merch store, if you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a collection down there that says for the fest. Hell so you- yeah. Now I'm looking at all this. Well, anybody's listening, yeah, check this out. Staff. Uh, yeah, that's for the radio station. Um, but uh, if you scroll to the bottom, there's a collection that says the music fest on it. And that's got all of the stuff that we've made special for um, for the festival course all of this is drop ship we apologize it's a little bit more expensive than usual but we're like really not making a profit on any of this they just you know how that works um okay, but- i'm sure i want to wear these uh devastation uh casual leggings here <laughs> i i can see me wearing that with my kilt that'll <laughs> that'll be something else nobody will ever forget that yeah, you should totally do that. Well, you know, there's a dress too. Not you should go. just the just the leggings and nothing else. That'd be awesome. <laughs> or get you that t-shirt dress, Tommy. Where's the t-shirt? Wait, designing ideal. I see the Racerback tank. Those are cool. Laura might like that. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, this is cool. <clears throat> yeah. This is oh yeah, yeah. The the dress thing is right next to it. <laughs> t-shirt dress i'll wear it if you will patrick <laughs> yeah i don't know about that i i, I, I don't have a figure do for, i don't have a figure for that you can <laughs> wear the you can wear the crop tee with your kilt the cropped t-shirt right on Tommy, what's, in- wor- what's worn under your kilt well you know <laughs> Uh, you know what the answer is? Not why did you ask me that? There's someone who asked. <laughs> because the answer is, the answer is nothing's worn under this kilt. It's I, told him, I told him to have. Uh, I told him to have a. I told him to have a look. Yeah. 
So, and he did. So, but as he looked, he took a little peek. And as he looked, <clears throat> I can tell you, it was gruesome. It was gruesome. And as, <laughs> and as he looked, it grew some more. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't be telling Zach shit like this. I'm going to have to hear this all the time now. <laughs> I see every, I see kilts being worn more and more by everybody all the time now. I mean, people in, like, court businesses, you know what I mean? Like, like kilts are becoming, like, a really popular thing again. Well, I'm here for it. You know, Scottish, I'm like... I'm like all kinds of Scottish. My oldest son's name is actually Scotland. So we're all about the kilts. Yeah, my uh, my family's uh, my family's uh, tartan is, is kinda ugly, so I don't have it. Oh no. Are you in the red in the red and blue family or yeah, how are you, you like us? Uh yeah, well I'm a Campbell, so we're the blue and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to, you know, that's crazy. I went to Campbell High School. But we but anyway, yeah, I know the story. The story one's just horrible. So, but I do have a black utility, a general utility one, and um, occasionally. So, I've had it on occasionally, and it's just you know kind of a nod to my. You should see my ancestor DNA thing. I'm I'm like there's only like nine of us in the United States. Oh wow. I don't have a big spread in mind. You know how it'll show you, you know, you'll have people that have a, the, the circles will show you all over the place and, and three or four different things in the U.S. Mine doesn't. Mine has everything concentrated in northern England, southern Scotland, a little bit in Iceland, a little bit of 15 or 14 point something percent is on the west coast of Norway. Um, but mine's everything is the british isles a touch of norway and a touch of iceland so you're like me and you're basically extremely like we're extremely the lost, white yeah, i'm so we're white. the lost family we're the lost family we have there's a little touch one little dot of us in atlanta and that's me <laughs> there's a, and there's one little dot you know there's like four little dots in the south and i know who those are and literally like uh, there's nine people with my dna here in the in the United States. But then I go overseas and apparently there's 4,000 cousins I've never met. Oh, wow. <laughs> but we looked it all up and everything. Uh, my son happens to be really good at this. This is kind of what he did in school. But um, he looked it all up. Yeah, we're sort of like the lost family that somebody came over here, met somebody else who had just come over here and made us. And, and they were all like single kids. My parents were only children. Both my parents' parents were only children. It was very singular going back. Wow. It was kind of unusual in that way. So, And I'm it. I'm the last steward over here. There's, that no is there's, a, there's a son, but he doesn't have the last name of Stuart anymore. So I'm the last actual steward for our family in the U.S. Sounds like it could be like an epic movie. Like the last. I, don't know I think they were all boring people. I, I wasn't related to anybody important. <laughs> I was like my 24th great grandfather was Robert the Bruce. You know, that asshole who killed Braveheart. Oh, yeah. oh. I was so mad, but you know, I also know they probably didn't tell a hundred percent truth in that, but I was like, damn, I got um, traitor yeah. family. 
Nah, mine, we can look back on census and stuff like that. All of my ancestors were farmers and boring people and just people who just lived. <laughs> well, I'm the weirdest one. I'm the one that I, I'm the one that did something people heard of. <laughs> well, that's very cool, though. Yeah, I'm here for the royalty. Related to somebody or something like that. I'm not really. <laughs> yeah, after generations of boring people, you you were blessed with creativity. Yeah, look at you now, man. Look at you now, I, dude. All my my family is quite creative. My my uh, parents were creative. My um, my sister was just like me. She played music. She did child acting. I did too. Um, uh, her sons, who are my three nephews, they all played. They all majored music. Two of them got scholarships. One's a band director. So I, it's all in my family. But So they're not boring. How could you say they were boring? Well, they're not boring. They themselves oh. are not boring. No, I'm oh. talking about, when I said that, I meant my ancestors were all just. Oh, like, the ancestors were boring. Farmers and, you know, people who grew potatoes and stuff. You know? The potato farmers. Yeah, they were all potato farmers. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they, you, know the, you know about the sheep, don't you? The, the, the man was in a. So in Scotland, they there's a lot of sheep herding going on back in the day. So, but in the small towns, like uh, so, a man uh -oh. was who a man I don't know where this is going, but we're talking about sheep in small towns. Yeah, we so they so this man was brought into court, um, and the the judge said, "Okay, so <clears throat> we heard that you uh, we heard that you had sex with a sheep. Is this true?" Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He said yes, and, they, and he looks at the jury and he shrugs. And the jury are all—they're all people. He, you know, they're all the neighboring farmers, and they're, And he said, uh, "So, so tell us what happened. Speak for yourself. Tell us." And he said, "Well, I was on the mountaintop, and everything. Wind was blowing, and it's lonely up there." And he goes, "And this one was looking at me, and she lay down, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was a bit chilly, so I went over and laid down next to her, and." Thought maybe I could get warm, and then she turned around and faced me, and then she kissed me. And one of the uh, one of the jurors was hard to remark. Oh, a good sheep will do that. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Wow! And we'll end the joke there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew that's where we were going with this. <laughs> He's going to get off. <clears throat> he, I thought he already did. From the jury. From the jury. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I cannot wait to see you guys at the show, and we're looking so much forward to it, man. I'm about out of questions. Uh, is there anything else you want to let the people know? Yes, be there. October 8th, Lexington, Tennessee, Tennessee Metal Devastation Fest. It's going to be a great time for all. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank thank you two for putting this thing on and letting us be a part of it. I want to thank y'all very much. And I really can't wait to see other people out there. Come up and see me at the Black Doomba table. Say hello. I'll probably be hanging out there most of the time when I'm not on the stage playing. <clears throat> we will be yeah, there. It's going to be great, man. Thank you so much, Zach. <laughs> thank and you. Ray, putting this thing on. For sticking your necks out. You don't even know if it's... You know, when people do stuff like this for the first time, they don't even know if it'll work. They're just going to try. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. We're trying and hoping. 
Yeah, yeah. So please, if you're hearing this, please come out and support this. And Make order your t-shirts online. Do the drop shipping so you can get one of the first t-shirts for this. T I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order online so that I don't have to cart this stuff back there. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. have it shipped to me. <laughs> get something, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Super excited to meet you guys. Yep. Hell yeah. Can't wait to see you guys in person. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. What I'm going to do now is going to play some more Dire Wolf for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? Hell yeah. All, all right, right, man. We'll talk to you guys later. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 There you have it, folks. Tommy Stewart from Direwolf Dire and fucking Black Doomba Records and Grave Next Door, Patrick and Raven on the show with me with the Z